Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. I'm Michelle Fife. Before we dive into today's offering, I want to let everyone know that we will be on the road in October. October 6th through the 9th, you can find us in Columbus at CXC. We'll be in Baltimore Comic Con the end of the month, October 28th through the 30th, the uh, home place of Cartoonist Kayfabe yeah, right. and a great show for comic book fans. And uh, you can catch me at Jacksonville Public Library October 22nd for their local comic and zine festival. Coming up, cartoonist Kayfabe Tober drawing prompts. This will be October drawing prompts. Uh, you know, pause the screen right now if you want to see where to go. We'll be sharing this on our social media and tag cartoonist Kayfabe whenever you post your drawings so that we can share some of those and, uh, and everybody can enjoy the uh, talent of the cartoonist Kayfabe faithful out there. We are also working cartoonists and the way we keep these videos coming is we sell books. So pick up Michelle Fife's Copra from Image Comics. We have six collections of trade paperbacks that collect all of the issues. You can buy the new issues as he's creating them uh, all the way up to issue 43 so far at michellefife.com. And coming in November is a large oversized hardcover that collects the first 12 issues of Copra. You can pre-order that now wherever you buy books. Ed Piscor's Red Room, the antisocial network, is about to be joined on your shelves with Trigger Warnings, the second season collection of Red Room. These are completely self-contained stories, so you can start with either volume, whichever one you see at your local comic shop. Grab it off the shelves quickly before it disappears. And you can find my latest comics, Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness, in comic shops everywhere. The oversized treasury collection is coming late this year or early next year. You can pre-order that now wherever you buy books, along with Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, back in print from Image after almost a year or so. Order that one today. So we are going to look at Walt Simonson sketchbooks that uh, Michelle brought here for us. Uh, look at that one. Custom, custom, custom job made, there. Yeah. Um, Simonson, one of the unique voices in comics, certainly a unique style. And uh, this is a chance to kind of see that work and that mind at, at play. So uh, I'll just start flipping through here and we'll uh, kind of call it as we see it. One note. Signature that looks like a dinosaur. Got to have those on the cover, oh, right? Yeah, man. One, one of the favorite Simonson pieces. Nearly an archaeologist, uh, Walt Simonson. And uh, Michelle, got to thank you so much, man. One of the things that I enjoy, we haven't had so many guests come through the uh, Kayfabe Studios, but uh, when we do, it's always great when somebody brings some stuff that we probably will never have a chance to right. get our hands on. And, and this is a great example. Very limited editions here, so you almost probably have to run into Simonson at a uh, convention to even get these. How yeah, I got this directly from him. I was lucky enough to be at the show that he was at the, all three years, and that's why they're uh, personalized to me. You know, because I was there, I got it directly from the god himself. I like to think that he's at the crib before the con, got his guts laid out, collecting them out, <laughs> has a swing line stapler. He and Wheezy going around the table in a circle, put them together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hitting the spine with the spoon. That's right. Tightening That's exactly that right. Yeah, that. <laughs> I think he learned that from John Porcelina. Uh, this is pretty cool, man. I, I wasn't sure what to expect in these sketchbooks, but this is older, some of the older work, like concept sketches and stuff for book cover designs. That's very awesome to see. Famous also some uh, some commentary. Yeah, also. the commentary's great. Famous for not selling lots of original art and stuff. So mm -hmm. so he's got some great flat files and uh, the uh, complete archive of his work. Awesome to see stuff like this. This was a cover that oh, I yeah. saw a lot yeah, uh, yeah. as a kid, saw that book quite a bit. That was a painted and, uh, cover. Very nice to see like the perspective grid on all those buildings in the background. Right. Very cool. Not faked at all. No. 
you know what's interesting to me is sometimes like you'll see these little thumbnails uh, that, that artists will show you know like cover ideas very similar all, all four of those thumbnails to the uh, to the finished piece yeah yeah that's really cool pretty cool yeah that looks great good visual aid Ed way to be on the ball <laughs> but not a lot of variation you know it's like he had figured out this pose for Batman and uh, then it was just a matter of kind of arranging your backgrounds and getting the exact angle of that pose I also find it interesting seeing some of his pencil sketches that it's not the traditional like drawing the cylinders and the shapes it feels like some of this stuff is is kind of pretty quickly drawn almost drawing like the overall form as opposed to building those little layers underneath manga could draw that way when we watch man ben and you see the guy in a pencil stage it's not cylinders and tubes and stuff it's like here's this color of a coat and now there's yes. the shoulder and the arm yeah uh. this is near and dear to my heart because the first simonson i read was his fantastic four stuff that was coming out when i was reading off the stands sure. so that's yeah, what i had same. access to same. and those are good comics great oh yeah not, great. there's not one miss oh this is nice an actual page getting some uh page layouts yeah that was a backup that's another one like any of these covers i feel like i, I recognize them as uh, as you see the layouts and that's pretty detailed uh of, of a pencil drawing for him yeah usually it's like that you know because he's inking his own stuff you know what he, he distinguishes like these he says thumbnails and this he says pencils so that's, mm, that's probably your, it. uh, it's that old language and and at that level it's like is somebody else inking that is is he trying to lay it out that that tight for somebody or is it edit, editorial even though probably he's already well established like I always think of his stuff as being like his his line is what's one of the things that stands out when I think of his work. And you almost see some of that interesting line in his shading. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that line, the ink part, was a result of, of shading as a kid or whatever when he was learning it and being like, oh, yeah, follow these lines. Look at this, man, the symmetry of the, of the mm -hmm. character. Like, he's kind of keeping it totally That's accurate. Tough angle to pull off, too. It is really face. hard. Especially on a cover where it's like, that's oh all you've got to yeah, look at. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> that's a little bit more of building your figure out. Mm -hmm. Another tough shot, man. That looks like practice, right? Like like trying to trying to figure out where you put that nose. And, and that's the thing that Neil Adams would fucking show off. Every <laughs> issue of every comic, he's got those up shots because he's like... I know you guys don't know how to do this stuff. I'm going to show you. I would copy Every those, page. and it just didn't work. Uh-uh. They were the hardest thing to copy and make look Because you know what it is? It's that thing that we talked about before where it's like you're not taking the proper lessons right. uh, from the drawing. So, like, you're not building. You're just drawing lines, connecting the lines, and not like, okay, nose goes here, and the form would go that way. You're not thinking through the drawing. Right. It's really cool to see this stuff too because if you read this, it's almost like warm up drawings or something. Totally. I love seeing uh, these guys who I think must be great at it and yet they're still doing the work. <laughs> Should I pull out my Cyber Force Zero? Please. <laughs> I think we all know this cover inside now, right? That's a rare image job for for him. Yeah. Yeah, when we were talking to him, we, we came up with like this is his uh, big big paycheck job. Yes. That's the right time, man. That, that first year or two of image. It's fun to always ask those guys that stuff with such a big body of work. And, and, and if they did an image thing, it almost always will be the image thing that's the big seller. This is from Crimson. We looked at Crimson recently. I don't remember this this character in there. I don't remember any of this setting in there. No. Maybe it has to do with that fucking Big Bang shit from the first five pages. It could be. 
I love the way the shadow on that tail works. Yeah. You know, you imagine that thing inked and it's like the inside of the tail and those fins all, all black. Mm -hmm. And then that just white shape for the outside of the fins from this side. Classic image right there, baby. With Dazzler. Mm -hmm. Look at the size of Juggernaut. All this stuff too, like all the lines zipping around. That was stuff that I would always enjoy and then try to like reverse engineer and could never totally figure out. It's almost the abstract elements of these covers. Darth Vader is a bitch to draw, man. That helmet, yeah, not easy. He makes it look cool, though. He does. Oh, this is neat. So he said the last issues he would draw the detailed thumbnails, and then I guess Tom Palmer would convert them to finished art. Yeah, he's using that old school language. Robocop versus Terminator. There's an artist edition of that. Yeah, that speaks to uh, preserving your original art, right? Yeah. That's such a strange book to me because it kind of, I missed it when it first came out. And I picked it up within a couple years, but like a big high profile Frank Miller, Walt Simonson book, somehow, maybe it was before I had comic shop access right, is yeah. probably what happened. But I think that book sold really well. Sure. I mean, I must have three sets of it. I saw somebody, I think it was a kayfaber, was doing like a uh, bootleg fan comic and it was Robocop versus Predator. And I thought like, how did Dark Horse never uh, come up with this? Yeah, two rivals. They had those, those movie licenses studios. for a while. Arise, Jackie O. Oh, that's nice. That's an iconic uh, Louis Simonson shot, the Wheezy shot. I think that's appeared in, I don't know, Letters Pages or Marvel mm -hmm. Age or something. They used to do but... like little editor profiles in, in some of those. I guess they might have been Marvel Ages, but yeah, they would do a number of those. Um, you know what? Going through this, it makes me wonder, like, what's he pulling out? Because this stuff is from such a wide range. Does he just have like a box of weird pencil sketches and roughs and stuff sitting around probably whatever's available whatever box is closest to him and he's doing like his covers are new for this like because yeah. it's like dinosaur and this chick yeah 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 theme almost like he put these all together about the same time the archangel design which is a pure simonson design absolutely i mean that is like so great Abs anybody who draws it their stuff has walt simonson elements to it now yeah yeah, it's cool. It's, it's real creator DNA in that character design. That's a pretty fun sketch. That looks like a, uh, a fat pencil or maybe a small drawing that's blown up. Right. I've seen that construction of that fist. 1975 on that Batman. Wow. That's early. I think you drew that one issue back then. Yeah. It could have been a little afterwards. It's around that time period. But I think that's how he works, is blowing up his thumbnails. That's where I first heard of that technique. I see. Which I've never done. It's just... It seems like a lot of work I've, I've, just I've to keep the stuff. energy of uh, your thumbnails. Yeah. I think that's that's why they do it. Because Liefeld is, is pretty known for that, working uh, that way. Yeah. I feel like that's the reason is like blowing. Because I don't know if Simonson literally blows them up like on a photocopier. But I think, I think Liefeld does. And I think that's an attempt to preserve that kind of like energy. That energy that we all talk about having in our sketches and then not, uh, you know, losing it as you refine yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Starting to get into like that lawnmower man mm -hmm. phase of his art. Another artist edition, by the way. Oh, amazing. Did Beginning he work for his... Bakshi? The who? Ralph Bakshi? Oh, no, that's uh, Rankin Bass. For It's not Lord of the Rings, it's Return of the King. That inking technique is sort of like topi. Like his, sure. the beginning of his topi appreciation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he spoke voluminously about topi when we were talking to him. A lot of illustration here, like having that house kind of fa 
worked into her shoulder there. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Reminds me of Sienkiewicz too, with like some Absolutely. of the weird proportions of a face. Right. But I don't know time-wise how that would all, you know, may just be two different talented artists coming coming to the same conclusions. You know, one thing I noticed is his Batman is always different. You're right. And I kind of appreciate that. You know, because everyone has their own, you know, Miller's Batman, McFarlane's Batman, everyone, uh, Jim Aparo. But he's always different. I really like some of the line work in the Batman's cape here. Yeah, very clear assignments in marks. Yeah, it's an un it feels unusual to me for, uh, like, drawing a cape that way. McFarlane doing some uh, Spider-Man there. Right, that would be that, like, uh, the... A poster. The black and white, like, the center centerfold of right. uh, the Spawn comics. You see, this was a swap. This was a favor. Todd drew a Superman pinup for uh, Superman special he's doing at the time. Simonson. Got that Doctor... We probably should do that Doctor Fate story from uh, the 70s. Yeah, I think so. That's a nice little note about Mike Waringo. A lot of those uh, super specials, man, are worth doing. These are this, these are cool because uh, these are the hologram cards for the DC trading card set. Oh, yeah. And this is the clearest you could get to see the art. Because sure. it's a hologram. Yeah. You know, you, you know. So it's really cool to see it like this. He has such a chiseled drawing style for a lot of his figures. I bet that lends itself to uh, if you're going to do like 3D and a hologram. It feels like a real sense of the three-dimensionality of these figures. You know, and it works whenever you see like a leg bent up like that. That feels like it has volume to me. It really does. Why couldn't he draw a whole run of Magnus? Come on. Oh, I know. Then I'd read Magnus. Would you? Or would it be a waste of his talent? I might have just looked it over, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to throw in a classic Thor. That expressive, like, that swoop to those ankle bones. Yeah. It looks like Thor's been riding horses. Um, how about this? Marker, right? Yeah, man, hitting a little Prismacolor stuff, the little head sketch, con head sketch type shit. In 76, did those exist? Oh, you know what? Yeah, Might reading be just about a wash. this, Might I think be it just is a, a wash. A fat brush. That's cool. I would have thought it was Prisma, though. Too. It said craft tint. It's a cool version of uh, these characters where they look like themselves, the actors, but it's totally Simon. Absolutely. That's Not easy that to get pull lost. off. You're right, man. Just look at any of those Dale Goldkey or... His line work works so well here for, for really accentuating the idea of movement. What is this? Like fanzine shit? Got Atlas <laughs> Seaboard. Gotta include a Star Wars somehow. Oh, right. In every issue. This came out in uh, Bizarre Adventures, I think. Some magazine that was sort of like, uh, you know, heavy metal, 1984, that sort of thing. But some Chip Goodman shits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Him doing Top Cow characters feels so weird to me. Yeah, it, it's a bit of, of that fanboyism from, like, Sylvester-y. It, it's just like, I love this guy. I loved him growing up, like... Yeah, he mostly worked for Sylvester. Uh -huh. He did a bunch of trading cards and pinups and just weird, weird stuff for him. You know, the, the spawn thing is a separate thing. He calls this uh, this this drawing. He said is over a uh, Frank Miller did the layout for him. That's fun. Whenever they were both at uh, Upstart Studios. Yeah, it's cool to see that kind of a team up. Man, that's a great thing. I love the proportions of that with the little head. Real uh -huh. solid. Uh -huh. And that's that back a, that back leg kind of foreshortened a touch. This is another one of those examples where, like, if you're good with the 3D part, the thing is really a character that you can shine on. Yeah. Oh, that's that Orion. 
I miss whenever guys like Mignola used to do these sketchbooks for a while at San Diego every year he'd have like a new one yeah was that a thing is that a period where like dudes with tons of art just lying around just made I bet books? I bet they were all talking to each other and it's like oh yeah that's a good idea Might for well. shows yeah why not have some I mean have something to sell like what else would it, or would they have just yeah. selling head sketches yeah. you don't you maybe you don't want to draw all, all day at a con far away That toy design? Yeah, it looks like it. Star ears. <laughs> Tommy. Kind of a rare Simon Sin Wolverine. Don't we see it too often. Man, this is weird. One of one of five finished pencil drawings he did for Marvel to use as a giveaway at at uh, book conventions. I don't even know if Marvel sets up at conventions anymore. <laughs> Things change. Yeah. Oh, those Thors are... It's uh, so fun to see him doing Thor in pencil. At this point, this is how I have my Simons and Thors in the, Thor, in the Visionaries. Like, right. before Epic Collections, uh -huh. I have the uh, Simons and uh, Visionaries because, like, we would have to get these issues, like, aftermarket because the shit came out when I was born. Right. Uh, and, like, you're not getting, like, Beta Ray Bill issue for the prices that I pay for, co for yeah, comic right. books uh -huh. you know what i mean uh -huh. i'm we're going to dig in dollar bins in about 10 minutes it's real fun to see this stuff because you can then go find those finished covers and kind of compare like the sketch rough yeah with what he ends up doing yeah. and of course everybody can draw hands better than me <laughs> <laughs> those look really good yeah i mean geez yeah they're so again the volume yes they feel very 3d I always assume these are his favorite jobs. Anything that's actually <laughs> drawing a dinosaur. It's also impressive to me that somebody has like, like he's doing Manhunter. At this point, like, what are we, 40 years out from there? Yeah. You know, like to, to do a character that's like that and have that distinct of a version of it, that it's still like you're associated with this character more than anyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. By the way, Closer to 50 years. I'm 40. 82. Oh, that shit geez. was like 70, what, 5? Yeah, you're right. And that was a Simonson design, and so is this. So it's like every time he designs something, that's like a clear stamp. Mm-hmm. That only he could really draw. Yeah. Always fun to see him doing Kirby. A lot of notes in that one, too. Right yeah, this there. is a, a savage sort of Conan. Kind of makes me curious if he did a whole series of these. I think those are backups. Or not yeah. backups, they're just part of the anthology. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, maybe chapters. Those are beautiful. With like text pieces or something. Those are beautiful. I mean, magazine size, Roy Thomas scripted. Like, there are no word balloons. It's all just blocks of text. Back in the day, I would get those Conans and just rip off his, like literally just rip off his pages. I wouldn't do that today because I'd like to preserve a cool issue of that. But back in the day, I just did not care. I just wanted the Simons, the four Simonson pages per issue. I have them somewhere. That was so much more common back then. Like that was almost, um, I, I think like old artists would do that because it's like morgue file practice. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you just yeah. pull out what you need. So same thing with like a book. It's like, oh, I like the four Simonson pages. Let me pull those mm -hmm. out and keep them. And For sure. Tom, Tom did that with uh, Storenko's Outland. In, oh, yeah. uh, in heavy metal, yeah, he oh, he man. he he bound his own uh, Outland book. Oh, sweet! I need to see that. Yeah, I have to uh, ask him about that. 
I also wonder if you're an anchor, is there any way to interpret some of his lines? Oh, I know. That's just for him. Good look. That is just for him. Like, even this, which is relatively tight, but it reminds me of, like, you look at Gene Colon and it's like, is that, a sh is that supposed to be, like, a 50% shade? Is that solid? It's, it's, it's side of the pencil. What's going on it'd there? It would be a fun Rorschach test to give to finishers. Totally. And, you know, like, you see some of his, his what I think of as ink line marks, but in the pencil form there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I always love uh, seeing that shit. That, me too, because that, that part is something I always think, maybe that's just in the final drawing part. Is that part. a placemat? Yeah, dude. At the House of Pancakes. <laughs> that's Imagine. A, that's the kind of shit, dude. Like, like, yeah, the, like that. That's when you do something that's a little bit exhibitionist, like that, like like on a placemat at a restaurant. It actually reminds you that this shit is magic to civilians. Like people who aren't into our culture, like this, when they see that come out of somebody's brain, mm. when you, it could be the simplest kind of drawing. It doesn't have to be that, but. uh just regular folk, when they see that shit, first off, you're going to hear it. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hear it. But it blows people's minds. Yeah, we're that, just we're too deep into it. Th that line of, I can't draw a straight line, I always want to be like, nobody on earth can. Right. Like, you're the same as everyone else then. Yeah. It, it's the dumbest <laughs> example somebody could pull out. Uh, alien sketch, whenever he was going to do the alien movie, uh, this was a sketch he did right after watching a screening of it. Another artist edition. <laughs> Is he the one with the most artist editions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because he has all his stuff. Yeah. That gotcha. That makes sense. Man, that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much, man. Of course. Jazzes me up, man. Good so, good on uh, Simonson, too, for doing like a wide range of time frames. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah for each one. Yeah, it's not boring. It's not like a one-note thing. It's pretty varied. I really do wonder if he and Weezy were compiling shits together, man, <laughs> and make, making zines at the crib. Yeah, I feel like maybe the teach the the TA G Gerard Way and like Farrell and those guys sort of like yeah, he's, he's got all those dudes. That's worth that's worth, worth the price credit. of admission to SBA for sure. Good to go. I am. K favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Got corporate issues available at my website michellefife.com. I also got trades through Image Comics. And I have an upcoming master collection, which collects the first 12 issues of Copra, coming out November 16th, also through Image Comics. And a Patreon? And I do have a Patreon, yeah, check that out. I have Street Angel, Deadly Scroll, Alive, is back in print from Image Comics and available wherever you buy books or comics. Hulk, Grand Design, Monster Madness, two issues retelling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, available now wherever comic books are sold. And a collection, an oversized, treasury size edition of Hulk, Grand Design, will be out the end of this year or early next year that you can pre-order now from your local comic shop or wherever you buy books. You can also join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings is the latest trade paperback coming out from Red Room. Uh, these stories are self-contained, so every issue that you've seen in the wild, uh, you could read. It's one and done. These books are one and done. So if, if you're starting at Red Room uh, Trigger Warnings, it's all good, man. You're going to get a complete story. In fact, four complete stories in there. About 70 pages of additional material in each of these volumes, uh, which gives you a reason to get your hands on the actual trade paperbacks. And you could order a pre-order current and future Red Room comics at my link tree in the description below this video. I also have links there for my Patreon, where for $3, you get all of this material plus new stuff that I'm serializing for future Red Room comics. Uh, three bucks is all it costs for that archive, and you can read all this stuff right now today. Jimmy, what else do we have out there, man? 
Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Giving those marching orders will be on our way. Make more comics.